0: Welcome to the Elm City Church Podcast. As a community of people who are trying to practice the way of Jesus together, we hope that these messages inspire and equip you for the journey of faith in everyday life. You know, we were uh, I was at Bakers this week, and uh, Justin and Albie and I went to Bells Falls, and then on our way back into town, into Keene, I was like, hey man, take me to my car. And he was like, you didn't drive here. I was like, man, I'm here so much. I thought I lived here. I I, I was like, oh, man, but it's a a really, it's a pleasure for me to be back. Um, I really, as you know, love Albert Vincent Powers, the fourth and the second, and also the third. Uh, I, uh, man, when my first other roommate, Travis, was like, what's this guy going to be like? Albert Vincent Powers, the third? We were worried, but I was like, dude, this guy has all the personality in the world, and uh, but you know besides that, um, one of, one of the cool gifts this year um, has honestly in ministry seeing a friend that's pastoring in a challenging area, um, and for him to be doing well, for his marriage to be doing well, for his kids to be loving life, that is a lot of credit to you, church. So I want to thank you. I have friends all over the country that are burning out, that are um, facing all kinds of battles internally. And you guys have nothing like that going on. What you have here is like truly special. And I don't know what you think about um, the last few months of going through the commands, but the commands of Christ are so core, so foundational, and you have such a gift that your leaders want you to be equipped for the work. Rather than saying, hey, come back next week to hear my sermon so I can equip you. He's actually offered to equip you. You know, something has changed. You know, the command today is to make disciples. Um, you know what's so hard is making disciples in the West has totally changed from the culture and context of Jesus. It used to be that if you wanted to follow a rabbi, you would do everything he said. You would do it. You would follow his heart. And so your, your pastors, your leaders, their heart is for you to be equipped so I, this is the hard, this is the hard question. And by the way, I want to highly challenge you, um, from today even, but going forward, you know what's better than a sharp mind? A dull pencil. Right? That's what's better. So like, take notes. You know, the difference is, you know, there's a quote, we might read it later, but you know, we have, it's completely foreign now to think that disciple of Jesus doesn't just mean someone who believes in Jesus. Right? A disciple of Jesus is an apprentice. You know the difference is between what I'm doing right now and uh, a college professor, right? A college professor has students taking notes, right? There to learn. And so have you, have you ever noticed, have y'all, I, let's just admit this, right? Have you ever come to church because it was an obligation or duty because you're expected to, right? Have you ever come because it, it was your norm and not come to learn, not come to be sharpened, not come to possibly repent, you know, so we want to do that today. We want to do that together. And I want to, I want to just show you this. This was a helpful exercise for me. You know, these arrows represent something. This is you working on your sin issues. We all deal with sin, right? Amen. We deal with it, right? We deal with, uh, failing. And, and a lot of times we want to, um, we take on this new life in Christ and we want to conquer sin. Right And I, we want you to conquer sin. I want you to conquer sin. man, if you're dealing with sin, we want you to overcome, right? But then there's trusting who Jesus says you are. Now, this is the truth. The truth is, if you try to do this more, than you try to believe this, you'll actually never do this. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you try to conquer sin on your own without first trusting who Jesus says that you are, you'll really never get this. But if you'll reverse it, if you let the lead step in your life start trusting who Jesus says that you are, you will progressively conquer sin because you'll have the power, right? You'll be, you'll be trusting in who he says you are, that identity, so I want to do an exercise with you about making disciples. Close your eyes, right? Everyone's got to do this. 100% participation. Ready? You're all doing it. 100%. Let's just trust me, right? We just talked about that. <laughs> trust me for this. Um, take your right hand. Get like your pointer finger out. And I want you to do this. Don't think too much. Just as best as you can. Point north. Go. Where's north? All right. Now open your eyes and look. Look around. Look at all these people that don't know their direction. Right, I mean, it's like, so making disciples is really a lot like that, right? Everyone has an idea of what it means to make disciples, but they're, you know, that's just, you guys were lost on your physical direction. Um, It's possible, right? It's possible that you could be wrong about your spiritual direction, right? Isn't it possible that we might all have a different definition of even what it means to make disciples? And so... You know, the classic verse for this is Matthew 28, right? You've heard it a bunch. Uh, it says that they went to the mountain that Jesus told them to go. I want to pause there for a second. They went to the mountain that Jesus told them to go. Disciples do what the master says, right? That's what we do. That's what we have to do. So I want you to just grab the hand of someone next to you. If they're too far, don't do it. But, you know, grab the hand of someone next to you. And I want you to just pray this simple prayer, right? Just real out loud together. Lord Jesus, if you have anything to say to me, I will listen. That would be a miracle of God. It's so hard to do what he says. Isn't it? It's so hard. Like, like I want you to imagine, like, I have children. Anyone have children in here? Have you ever gone I'm like, hey, go make your bed. It's like a normal command. Go make your bed. And then they come down. I'll go up there. The bed's not made. I'm like, hey, the bed's not made. And they're like, dad, give it to me in Greek. You know, I'm like, oh, you know, and they're like, dad, I understand that. You know, parse the verbs for me. You know, like it, it doesn't like just understanding what I said is not doing what I said. Right. And so we're not just trying to get you to believe that you want to be a disciple and make it disciples. We're trying to get you to act like it was true that you're supposed to do that. Does that make sense? And so it says they went to the mountain that Jesus told them to go, and some doubted. And some of you, deep down, you doubt that you're really supposed to do that. And this is how I know that. Some of you, it's clicked for a long time. Maybe some of you are really great at making disciples. But this is the thing I had to deal with, and I'm just going to ask you, right? This is like, this is awkward for me. It might be for you. You know, have you ever had a friend with, like, something on their teeth, and you don't know how to tell them? You know, so I just I want to give you like an evaluator thing. Just evaluate it for your own life. Is there anyone in your life that you have reproduced what God has done for you in them? And that they have reproduced it for someone else? Is there anyone? When I was asked that, it was crushing to me because I was a youth pastor and realized that I wasn't making disciples. I remember where I was, I was reading Dallas Willard, The Divine Conspiracy, and he said. Some of you, in the book, he said, some of you are so familiar with what Jesus has said that you've actually become indifferent to what he said and that that indifference has led to contempt. Contempt for what Jesus has to say. He said, you're flying upside down and you don't even know it. And it was true. It was true about me. I remember where I was sitting. I couldn't, I was like, I am. I'm so familiar with those red letters that they don't mean anything. I don't even actually do them. And so I want to just... I want to, you know, it it sounds like I want to encourage you. This might sound encouraging or not to you, but my first point, if you're taking notes, is to give up. (laughs) Give up. That might not sound encouraging, but it is actually. You're going to have to give up your way of making disciples and follow Jesus' way of making disciples. You have to give up your methods for his methods. Give up your example for his example. You're going to have to surrender. This was the cost of following Jesus, and it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed the cost of following Jesus. Like, imagine if, I, if it was different than that. If I was like, hey, the early disciples that left their father and left their nets, left their job, you know, it doesn't cost anything like that for you and I. It's much cheaper. <laughs> just, just pray a prayer. Just come to church, give a few dollars in the plate or in the bucket or whatever. You know, like, What? They're being persecuted all over the world. It doesn't make any sense. And it it doesn't make any sense because it's not true. It really does cost everything. Um, I want to read this quote. Uh, Here we go. The idea of having faith in Jesus has come to be totally isolated from being his apprentice and learning how to do what he said. It's become totally isolated that you could somehow believe in Jesus, but not do the things he said to do. It's impossible. Look at how Jesus... Look, I like this. I like this quote. I need to fly. It's too much I want to say. But listen to this. Repentance is not an emotion. It's not feeling sorry for your sins. It's a decision. It is deciding that you've been wrong and supposing that you could manage your own life and be your own God. It is deciding that you were wrong in thinking you had or could get the strength, education, Training to make it on your own. Imagine that God has called you to be a redwood forest, right? You all need one another. You need the, the roots to hold each other up. You can't do this on your own. Listen, I, we dropped some stats back there. Do you know young people? Uh, look at your children. Imagine your children in this room, If they're not in here. They're walking away from the faith to the tune of 80% the day they turn 18. It was true about every young person that shared yesterday. They had a story of walking away the day they turned 18. I'm not making this up. Imagine that you, somehow, your family is the exception. What? It's not true. You're not the exception. You're the rule. You're doing all the same things that everyone is doing. You know, what is different? Right? So unless we intend to be disciples like Jesus' plan, then we plan to fail to fail tragically but look at this we have to decide that we've been told a pack of lies about ourselves, about our neighbors about our world and decide that God and Jesus Christ is telling you the truth repentance is a realization that God wants from you and what you want from God are not going to be achieved by doing the same old things thinking the same old thoughts repentance is a decision to follow jesus christ and become his pilgrim in the path of peace repentance is the most practical of all words and the most practical of all acts it is a feet on the ground kind of word listen to jesus then he said to them all whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves take up their cross daily and follow me listen to the master here, I want, I want you to feel it a little. Stand up, stand up with me, please. This is Jesus talking. This is this is the King of Kings. He's got he's oozing authority. If he was here, we'd be in awe. But listen, just imagine it was him telling you this. He said to them all, oh, "Whoever here wants to be Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus Christ's disciple, must must deny themselves, take up their cross, right." This is a hard thing to do, right? It's awkward. Daily. And follow me. You can sit down. It's not gonna be easy. It's gonna be a wait. We have to do this. We must do it. So, this is the real practical part. I just, you know, evaluate yourself. You, only you can do it. Only you know what's going on in you. Do you deny yourself? What do you, I guess maybe I'll be more practical. What do you deny yourself? I'm asking this like uh, your pastor really wants to equip you in an area where 98% of everyone is lost. Let me it, this is this is tough. This is tough love, but let me do it. I I, I might not come back. I'm just you know, this might be my last time. Hey, let me ask you this with with a ton of love. Listen, oozing love. I love you. I wouldn't I, I love my children so much. I can't believe I, I, I don't see them for a day. I came here because I I believe in you. But let me ask you something. Why weren't you here? Why weren't you here yesterday? What were you doing? What was more important? What was more important the last time? Listen, it's not the last chance, by the way. It's not just the events. There's 30 people trained here. Um, you have time to be trained before Christmas. You know, let me ask you, why don't you want to be trained? Do you know what you're doing? Do, is there a, a proof of pattern of you reaching people? Are you making disciples? You don't need to know. What What were you doing that was more important? Are y'all with me? I'm sorry, that's tough love. All right, let's keep going. Listen, here's Jesus again. And listen, he says, therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. This is not about salvation. Salvation is by faith through grace. This is not talking about doing this to be saved. This is talking about what it takes to really follow God, that you have to renounce it. That, you know, at one point, I don't even have time to read it, right? They said, if you don't hate your own father, mother, sisters, and brothers more than me, you're not worthy of me. Right, he, He's claiming to be the best. More than I love my family. He's claiming to be everything. Are y'all with me on this? He's claiming to be that satisfaction, the desire, the purpose of your life. He's claiming to meet the need. And, and so this is my next thing. So we got to give up. We have to surrender. But the, the last thing is we need to give in. You need to give in now. Are you willing to give up? Listen, Spurgeon said this, that the bended knee is nothing unless you prostrate your heart. Right? You have to prostrate your heart, so you have to give up. But now you have to give in. Listen to the master. He said, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if, right, if, it's a huge word, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, right? You have to abide in the word, right? What does that mean? What does it mean to abide in his word? that you read it a lot, right? I mean, are you reading the word? What's your commitment to that word? What does it look like in the day in, day out of your life? What's it look like in the weekend week out? You know, I won't ask. I don't want to embarrass anyone, but how many of you have read the word of God even all the way through? Let alone obey it, what you're reading, right? This isn't about information transfer. This is about teaching you to obey the commands, Right? That was the command to go make disciples of all people, baptizing them, teaching them to obey the commands. Right? Do you know what you've been commanded? So let me ask you this this is a good test. You've been leaning into this all fall. How's it going obeying the commands you've been focusing on? How are you doing? repenting and believing being baptized gathering giving taking the lord's supper are you doing these things is there a renewed commitment in your spirit some of you i've heard that that's absolutely true you know so I'm, i want to encourage you keep going we need people to lead but for those of you that might be struggling for years of my life i struggled to do that and it's so hard because you know what you need you need to join a life group <laughs> you can't live life in this meeting and have community right it's impossible have you ever tried it? I, I've done it. The max I can do is like, hey, man, how's it going? Good to see you. How are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Get a coffee. Get a donut. Drop the kids. Come in here. Sing, sing. After three songs, I'm sort of ready to sing. And then I, I, we're out of time. And this is sermon. And I'm barely taking notes. And I'm walking out. I got to go see lunch. I, have you all ever done this? Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. But guess what? This part where we're together is so important. We have to gather. We have to hear where we're going. What's the vision? What are we giving to? Where is this going? Man, you should be so refreshed. You know, he, you know what Albie could do that would absolutely work? He could just get another building, a bigger one, so everyone get excited about a bigger building, and it's happening all over the world. Instead, he wants to multiply disciples and, and become nothing. He wants to send out you. Isn't that amazing? My gosh. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point of this tree? I like, you know, you guys are big on trees. You have beautiful trees here. What's the point of this tree? Someone just tell me. It's an apple tree. What's the point of this apple tree? Ah, thank you for saying it. Don't be embarrassed that I'm about to do this. It's not, that's not the point. Listen, the point of an apple tree is to make more apple trees. That's its real purpose. The fruit is the means, the fruit is the seed. So you might. And listen, Jesus said this, right? Hey, I wanna, but I want to point this out, right? We have to give out. This is the last point. got to give up. You got to give in. But Jesus told us to go make disciples. It, had he been talking to trees, he would have said, Go to the apple tree. He'd have been like, Go make more apple trees. Right? That's what he would have said to it. Are y'all with me on this? It was a, this was a revelation for me. I don't know if it, does, do you like that analogy. Okay, like it's, we are to make disciples. Um, the seed is the gospel, right? The seed is the gospel. That's why sharing the gospel is so important. But And that's sharing the gospel is so important because that is the potential in the world. The, the field is the world, right? So, you know, if, if Elm City was a church that was an apple tree, God would say, go make some orchards, right? That's his purpose for the church, right? His purpose for the church is to make more Churches to reproduce churches, re- to reproduce the life and community uh, that he wanted to build. I, had, I heard someone say this, that Jesus started the church he wanted, now he wants what he started. It was supposed to be a fellowship of people loving one another in a radical way. Listen, the early church loved each other so much, they sold everything they had. You know how weird that would be if y'all did that? If you just sold everything you had and said, here it is for church planning and missions, right? And you'd be like, man, God would definitely bless that church that did that. You know what he did to that church? He persecuted them, right? He brought persecution and death and suffering on that church, and they spread out through the whole world. You know, those days will come for us also, you know, maybe for y'all sooner than the South. You know, you're going to face persecution, but we're still to give out. We are still to, to give of our effort. Listen to this. And this is what I want to challenge you. This quote from Willard, he said, we don't believe something by merely saying we believe it or when we believe that we believe it, we believe something when we act as if it were true, right? Is it true for you? Please don't be offended by my intensity or passion. Is it true? Do you really believe that God has asked you to make disciples? Do you believe it? Let me ask it in another way. Do you act as if that were true? Do you? Do you do it in your family, dads? Do you act as if it's God who chose you to disciple your family? Or were you hoping for that to be accomplished 20 hours a year at church? It's hard love, right? It's hard. But I had to tell you this. Listen, Jesus said this, by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and prove to be my disciples. If you're telling me you're a disciple, let me say this with a ton of love again. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it to God. Prove it to Jesus Christ that he is really Lord. What is it? It's so cheap to say he's Lord and then act as if that were not true. That's what if the world finds so confusing that we say he's Lord, that we say he's king, and then act as if that's not true. Willard had a greater quote, you know, like this, the Bible is a book by disciples, for disciples, to disciples. That's what it is. And that actually the biggest crisis in the world today is that Christians don't become disciples and usher in the kingdom of God everywhere they live. Like a lot of you guys have a vocation. That's how you make money right? That's God's skill and talent to you. But your real vocation is a disciple maker. That's the job he gave you. That's the reality, the identity. That's the identity that he's going to use to overcome sin in your life, to overcome the struggle. And you guys know this, right? We can't do this alone. We need a community of faith that will gather with you and say, how are you doing? (laughs) How are you Some of you haven't said, listen, some of you hadn't had anyone lovingly get in your face and ask how you are connecting to God. What are you doing? Listen, how are you? We can't do it right here. This is an awkward public setting. You need to get together with someone who loves you and be loved and love them, right? Don't you need that? Or are you hoping to get through this thing alone? You're the exception, right? (laughs) Right? You don't need the community. That's crazy. Listen, the most important thing in the world is that you would start realizing, right? The way up is down. God opposes proud people. He cannot work with them. It's impossible. But to the humble, to those who say, you know, Lord, correct me, train me, show me your way. He'll show you everything. He'll give you the keys to the kingdom. And the keys to the kingdom is a body of people that are radically committed to his vision, to his will, to be done on earth as it is in heaven, and to loving one another. Looking, so you're to give out. You're to give up. You're to give in. And you're to give out. Listen to 2 Timothy two two. It says, You have heard me teach these things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. This is Paul taking his cues from Jesus, telling us that the point, right, of our life in the fellowship is to pass on what we have learned to others. Certainly pass that on to your family, but also to others, to one another. That's why we need one another. That's why we need community, right? By now, in Hebrews, Paul said, well, we believe as Paul. He said, by now you should all be teachers, Some of you have been walking in the faith for years and years and years and years. It's time for you to become a teacher of these things to others, a disciple maker, right? If you don't know how to do that, we want to equip you, right? The Word will equip you, but you can't do it alone. There's an instruction manual, right? And we need to be modelers of these things. Not someone who just knows them or can comprehend them, but someone who does them. Um... Would you stand with me? I uh, thank you for letting me say that to y'all. I love y'all so much. Man, your pastor loves you. Jesus Christ, listen, if you're here for the first time, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but hey, maybe it's good though, you know. Maybe you want to know, like, man, I, I guess this thing of following Jesus isn't like just, you know, come once in a while. <laughs> Like, he really wants all of me. And, you know, I want you to think about this. This really helps me. Why does Jesus want all? If you ever thought about it? Why does he demand all? It's the idea, like, think about something that you would pay everything for, that you would go sell everything you had, and you would pay for it. That thing would be of extreme value. That I would dare say, if you were to sell everything you have and go buy something, that that's the most important thing in your life, Right? Right? What's something worth what you're willing to pay? right? And Jesus is saying in that, right, I'm worth it all. I'm worth everything. I'm worth more even than your love for your family. And that's like, wait, what? He said that to a people that were deeply connected to their family, that believed all the, the legacy of their family lied in their family. Jesus wants the best for you. If you're here for the first time, you need to know this. God loves you with an everlasting love His plans are good. They're not easy, though. It's hard. It's difficult. You can't do it alone. Maybe that's the best thing I could say to you. If you're doing it alone right now, man, I just want to encourage you. Would you be willing to do that super hard thing and change your mind? Listen to what God said. Think about those scriptures and say, you know what? I want to trust his word in my life. I want to follow him. I'm going to start doing these commands one at a time. Don't skip anything. There's an order, repent, believe, trust, obey, be baptized, join the church, radically commit to a few, be teachable, teach others. That's the pattern, you can't skip it. We all have to humble ourselves. If you've never done it, you're 70 years old, do it today. Best thing I could say to you, right? Mary said to the servants at the wedding, do everything he tells you. We hope this message has been impactful. For more information about how you can connect with Elm City Church, visit elmcitychurch.com or follow us on social media. We'd love to help you take some next steps.